The scripture this morning is out of Luke 10, 25 through 37. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbors as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave it them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The word of God for the people of God. When I was a kid, and also a 36-year-old adult, one of my favorite movies is Return of the Jedi. The only time I ever got to watch it when I was younger was when we would go to my aunt and uncle's house. They had recorded a lot of movies off TV, and Return of the Jedi was one of them. It was on a tape with another movie, so my brother and I had to fast forward through the first one to get to Return of the Jedi. We had been told not to watch the first movie because it was scary. But the only real way that we could be sure not to fast forward too far was to watch the movie as it was fast forwarding. The movie that we were not supposed to be watching was Alien. And I don't know if, how many of you are familiar with Alien, but it's terrifying even in Fast Forward. <laughs> even the title, Alien, evokes a fundamental reaction for the willies. Something I could never understand and still really do not like to this day is that the word alien is not reserved for those that live on faraway planets but is a word that describes anyone that is foreign or different in any way. It describes something that is unknown. I remember not being much older and hearing something on the news about illegal aliens, and I couldn't understand what they were talking, that they were talking about people. Aliens, after all, were the scary creatures from space that Uncle Jerry told me not to watch. Why would we call people aliens? How does that even make sense? Throughout several, of, 
several gospel passages, we talk about testing God and testing Jesus. Time and time again, there are examples in Scripture of people testing Jesus to see if what he was saying was really sound truth. In today's lesson, it was a lawyer that had been in the crowd. The lawyer had just asked Jesus how to inherit eternal life. The answer, love of God and love of neighbor. The lawyer continued to press Jesus in asking, who is my neighbor? The story of the Good Samaritan showed the lawyer exactly how neighbors treat one another. The story that Jesus told was naturally a perfect representation of who neighbors are. The Samaritans and the Jews were not the greatest of friends. There was such a disdain for the Samaritans from the Jews that the Jews went out went as far as destroying the Samaritan temple. The heroes of Jewish faith at the time would have been the priestly class of Pharisees and Sadducees and the Levites. Yet in Jesus' story, the priests and the Levites were not the heroes. In Jesus' story, those with power, those with the reputation for being better, saw that there was a man in need, and they walked right by him. Actually, what's worse is that they did not just walk past him. They crossed the road so that they could walk on the other side and get past him quickly. And with less awkwardness. But here comes a Samaritan. Someone who in their eyes had nothing to offer the Jewish community. The Samaritan saw that the man had been robbed and beaten the Samaritan dressed his wounds, gave him water, and took him into town to, and looked after him. The Samaritan even made a pledge to care for the injured man while he had to attend to his business out of town. Who then, Jesus asks, do you suppose is the robbed man's neighbor? The one who shows him mercy, answered the lawyer. These are not easy times that we live in. There are a lot of people shouting from the mountaintops of who is to blame for the problems in our world. There are those in our lives that would have us believe that the people that do not look just like us or think just like us or act just like us are actually out to get us. They would have us believe that the people of this world gather together and think of ways on how to destroy our life. And there are some of those. There are people of different lifestyles and backgrounds that do not understand us just as much as we don't understand them, and thus, through fear and ignorance, wish to do us harm. But the majority of the people caught in the middle of us versus them just want what everyone wants. They just want a safe place to lay their head at night. They want, a certain, they want a good education for their children. They want a steady job so they can take care of their families. The people that want to come to our country are those that feel that they are not safe in their own. Most of us, if given the option of staying in our own space or leaving everything we know to start over, would choose to stay. In order for us to think that we had to give up all of our possessions and all of our self-awareness and cross into an alien, foreign, unknown land is something that would be unbearable. 
Yes, life for the people that are seeking refuge have no other options. Refuge, to be safe from danger, to have sanctuary. Refugees are not people that wish to cause us harm. Refugees are people that are seeking a safe place, a place away from danger, a place where they can take their families for protection. When we allow ourselves to understand why people are seeking refuge from their current context, we start to soften our thoughts on ch and changing our own sense of normal. As Christians, we are charged with caring for exactly these types of people. Somewhere along the lines of our evolution of faith, we have lost the meaning of Christian love, of neighborly love. Somewhere as a Christian people, we have lost the beacon we need to look to when dealing with things we do not understand. It is time for us to accept our neighbors for who they are and for what they are seeking. It is time that we actually allow the teachings of Christ to come to life within our work. In the text from Luke today, we see a clear message from God. God is telling us through the parable of the Good Samaritan 100% how we are supposed to treat those who have been faced with devastating circumstances beyond their control. The populations that have been deemed refugees are people that have been pushed beyond what is humane. They have been removed from the places they thought were safe. They have suffered losses beyond anything many of us could even imagine. Their lives have been robbed. Their bodies have been beaten and left for dead. Many do not know what has become of their children. Those that would protect them have turned their backs and forced them into lives unfit for any living being. This scripture te text tells us exactly what we should do as Christians. It tells us and shows us how to live with God in our hearts and our minds. This text shows exactly how to live with the greatest commandment at the forefront of our actions. As Christians, we cannot allow innocent people of our world to suffer the evils of those around them. We cannot punish those that would seek help from us simply because they differ from us. Innocent people are stuck in the middle of battles of power. Innocent people are left without homes, food, clothing, and work. They are put out by force or circumstance because those who are sworn to protect them have skewed the, the understanding in which they've been entrusted. Some of these people are misguided and have let power run away with them. Others are pure evil. Others would stop at nothing and see a human loss of life and dignity as simply collateral damage. There are people in power in this world that look at the numbers of who has been lost and what has been lost and feel that it's perfectly acceptable to lose those people so that they can gain more power. This is not Christian. This is barely human behavior. 
And when we let the innocent people of the world suffer because of the evils around them, we are no better than the perpetrators. God has commanded us time and time again in Holy Scripture to love our neighbors, to look out for widows and orphans and those who cannot escape their situation. Refugees fit exactly those descriptions. They are people that have been widowed or orphaned. They seek shelter and food and security. They seek sanctuary, a notion passed down to us from the Middle Ages where people could seek asylum inside the church. Although the law of sanctuary was removed in most European towns in the 17th century and has never been law in the United States, the idea of sanctuary is nothing short of scriptural and a direct order from God. We must challenge the systemic evils that have trapped the people that are suffering in these ways around the world. We must re-identify those who mean us harm from those who are in desperate need of our help. It is easy not to want to get involved in problems that often feel far away. And perhaps it is not our place to dictate to another country how they run themselves. Perhaps that's a sermon for another time. What is our place is to make sure that we are the ones screaming from the mountaintops that innocent people are being killed every day with bombs and that innocent people are being left to die in conditions that we would not wish even on our worst enemy. It is not right. It is not right to allow the people to die simply because we do not agree with where they're coming from. It is not right to allow those who claim a Christian status to let these men, women, and children suffer. There is so much more than we can do than contribute our money or offer our thoughts and prayers. Do not misunderstand. Prayer works. And services like the United Methodist Committee on Relief, the Red Cross, and the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees all need our help. However, we are able to help them. But we are not limited to our financial support or our prayers. We can make phone calls to our representatives. We can write letters to those who are in power. We can exercise our rights to fight for the social justice of all refugees. God strengthens our voice to speak for those who have lost theirs. We cannot be silent. We are powerful in our faith and our understanding and our love of neighbor. We can end the stigma of the word alien and foreigner. We can understand that we are just as alien and foreign to them. In the scripture today, God etches into our hearts the mission of social justice. The Good Samaritan, an alien as it were, is our guide here. His ways were foreign and misunderstood. He did not live his life within the confines of what Jewish law considered appropriate. An alien took better care of a local person than those who had been charged with caring for the people in the first place. An alien did not care who the man on the street was, where he had come from or believed, but that he needed help. The man had been bloodied and bruised and left for dead. The Samaritan knew it was his duty to do everything he could for the man who needed help. 
alien or foreign, the unknown. The unknown leads to fear and to a theme we've heard a lot lately in our gospel. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. When we understand our mission as Christians for the social justice of others in our midst, we erase the fear, the anger, the hate, and the suffering, not only from our hearts, but from the hearts of those we help as well. As Christians, we cannot sit back and see people we love by declaration of God be in pain. We must help the people. We must do everything in our power to see that those that are suffering feel the embrace of God and the sanctuary of Christian love. We are only limited in our actions by the traps set in our own minds. Uncle Jerry was right. I never should have watched Alien, even in Fast Forward. The waking fears that the monsters in that movie pushed my boundaries of rational thought on more than one occasion. And Josh was watching it when I got home from Virginia last night, so it was a little bit scary even then. The aliens of the movie are something to be feared. The people of this world that are in need are not. Amen. The ushers will come forward will receive God's tithe and our offering.
You may remain standing as we sing our closing hymn, Rise Up, O Saints of God.